When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got uh, angry people emailing me again, but this time they're not really that angry. They're like, John, how dare you say that if you do your passion, the money will find you? That's misleading. That's not true. And then another guy says, what about teachers? LOL. Money won't find you there. Sure it will. If you do your passion. See, here's the thing. Like if you're passionate about your job, you get weird about it and you start doing it all the time. Not saying I am because I could have done a lot more. I could have been a contender. I could have done a ton more. And if I did a ton more, more would have followed. If you're a teacher and you're super passionate about it and you just you just won't stop doing it, next thing you know, you're you know, a professor in a college or you're running a, some private thing. If you're just going to you know, Roosevelt Elementary over in Mesa and you get up at uh, 7.30 and you go to school and then you go home at 5 when you're done grading papers and you just kind of sit around and watch TV, yeah, you're passionate for what you're – but you're getting what you get. A crazy passionate person goes home, tutors some more kids. On the weekends, they're teaching. Like, that's that weird passion. That's when the money shows up. Or you become a professor at a university, right, right. then there's the money. Or at a private school. But that's the ones that are, like, constantly. That's the thing about passion. It's like, we all think we've got it. It's rare. Like, those people that have it are like, they give their lives up for the thing. Like, you just don't understand. Like, Kevin Durant, to me, it's weird. Because, what you know what Kevin Durant likes to do for fun? Shoot basketballs. It's like a dog with a tennis ball. He can't stop. That's passion. You watch a dog with a toy, that's passion. Do you have that kind of stuff? That's when I, when I say that, if you have a passion for something that's like crazy and you get it as a job, money will eventually follow. That's true. Because most of and the time. And it helps that, that, you know, that passion. Because you can have a passion for something and you're not good at it. That makes it tough. Sure. But that's but very like rare. Kevin Durant passion for shooting a basketball right. and you realize you're that good at it see i that, think that helps the passion i think that if you have a passion for something like that you're gonna go till you're good enough i think you're just gonna push 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 until that you're comes good down enough. To now you drive. might not be kevin durant great because eventually you're gonna be in the same room yeah as a bunch of dudes with that same passion because if you quit you didn't have the passion it's the old charlie parker thing from the movie whiplash they said uh, you know and the teacher was being so mean to him, and then he whips that symbol at him and nearly kills him. And he goes, don't you think it's dangerous, though? What if it made Charlie Parker quit? And he goes, then he didn't have the passion to begin with. If you're willing to quit, you didn't have it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, people I, people tell me, you've got a passion for this. Man, to a certain degree, it ends when you know the day's over and I want to do other stuff. Passion is, like, to me, that's giving up all sorts of other things in your life to dedicate it to that deal. And if I was a teacher... I'd guarantee you, I'd be, uh, I'd have to be pretty goddamn passionate uh, to want to do it. I wouldn't want to do the nine to five teaching thing and then go home and go, "This is my check." It'll kill the passion fast. Yeah, I'd have to say, my brother, that's a passion. He's passionate, he's but he can't stop as, yeah. teaching. And if yeah. you say, "Hey, you want to teach Saturday?" He's like, yeah. "Yes." 
Like that's the like it's a dog with a tennis ball type thing. It's like yes, I want to do that. And then the next thing you know, your brother's doing really well. And it's science like, Olympiad. Right. You want to go to yeah. another science tournament? Oh. Yeah, I want to bring these students I've, over there. I met a teacher who wanted to spend an entire weekend listening to kids read their essays at some event, and I'm like, don't you get enough of that? He goes, it's it's what I do. I'm like, okay, there's that. The teachers that I admire are the ones that phone it in, collect their check, and at five o'clock they're drinking with me. That's what I like. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> But you see true passion in someone that's, they don't, you're right. They don't say no to the opportunity to do the thing. You want to, you, you tell me, hey, you want to do a morning show on Saturdays? <laughs> no. There's probably more money in it for me. And yeah, there'd be extra. No, I don't want to wake up on a Saturday and do this. I do enough. I'm passionate about my time frame. And you can burn out on that passion sure. too. Can eat it alive. But then I don't think you really had the passion to begin with. If you can burn on it. Very rarely does a dog get tired of chasing a ball in its life at eight. It's like, I've done the ball thing. I'm done. With, uh-uh. They, they're old. They'll hip dysplasia, and you throw a ball, and their heads go, oh, and they walk towards that now. They Which, have what that makes drive. It tough for, you know, like when you say, like, Kevin Durant or a pro athlete to say, I've got this is my passion, but all of a sudden you get to that age where your body can't. You can't do it anymore, yeah. but you fulfilled it at that point. Yeah. It isn't that, it isn't being that, able to step away at that time, you'll know. The great Ryan Sandberg. This is what passion is to me. And a lot of times it's applied to sports, and it isn't fair, but it's true of a lot of things. The great Ryan Sandberg just recently diagnosed uh, and came out the other day with a very aggressive, uh, what do they call it, Met- metastasized uh, prostate cancer. cancer. Yeah. So it's not just prostate cancer, which is you know highly treatable. It's the one that's kind of probably gone into his bones and everything else. So Ryan's 64. Ryan Sandberg made more money than anybody in baseball at the time. He was like a $10 million contract, million a year. He had a, I remember he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, first million dollar player. What is going on? And he had all the money he could ever dream of, and he was set and well off and everything else, retired from baseball. You're like, nice job. You clap. You know what he did? He hopped on a bus and tried to coach a single A baseball team just to be around it. How many of these athletes that have been humping it? For, you know, how many years just breaking their bones, breaking their bodies, uh, staying on the road the entire time, retire from it and jump right back in. You'd think that that would kill you. Bob Brenly was in baseball as a player and a coach. He's made tons of money. He could retire. He needs to be around it. He travels all over the country and follows a bad team sometimes. Goes to every game that he's allowed to go to. And sure, you're going to need breaks, but that to me is where passion is like, I don't have that for anything. I have passions. I do not have the passion. I love what I do. I like this job a ton. But, I, you know, when it's, you know, if somebody wants me to do it all day, I'm going to hate it. Like, I like the way it's set up. Could I have made tons more and done an afternoon show in Dallas while I did this morning show here? And uh, potentially, you know, yeah, absolutely. But did I did I have that passion? No, I wasn't willing to put the time and energy in. That's I, mine. Ends here. I hit my ceiling. I like this. Could I have? You know, we had opportunities to put this in different cities and all sorts of stuff. Did I have the the passion to overcome fourteen program directors in tiny towns like Reno? And no. Not at all. I don't want to listen to some scuzz bucket in Tucson telling me I need to read something and then head to... And worse still, they'd invite me to Tucson to do stuff. Down. I don't want to do that. Crazy talk. Passion is rare in its fullest form. So when you say, oh, teachers never have it, 
Well, if you've got the passion, you got it. You've got the desire to teach. You have the passion to chase. And very rarely do we. But yeah, watching Kevin Durant say that. Seeing all these baseball players. Who... Michael Jordan. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. A dude... I think that was more of an ego trip, but he I'll just get on a bus and play baseball. It didn't last long. Was it his passion? No. He jumped right back to basketball. He can't not be around it. I, if it was me, <laughs> if I retired and had all the money I needed, I was a billionaire, you know what the last thing I'd do is hang around my job. <laughs> Go back. Like <laughs> my dad goes back to construction sites and just stands there. That's what Michael Jordan does. He goes to basketball games in Charlotte a lot. <laughs> I like it. You love the game more than anything else. All this morning sickness. I hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? 98 Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. So what I'm saying is, you're never going to make it. None of you got it. <laughs> you're not going to Hollywood, dog. Most of us are worker bees, and that's what makes the special people special, is they've got that extra something. Kevin Durant answering the question, what do you like to do with your free time? Shoot basketballs is the craziest thing I could ever imagine. I like, do you ever take a break from it? No. It's ever. He shows up at the, he's there now. Six in the morning after a game last night at the gym. Shooting basketballs, looking at films and things and doing basketball stuff. He's going to hop on a plane and go play some more basketball. And then when he's got some downtime, he's going to shoot basketballs. Most all of us don't have that. That's why he's extraordinary at what he does. I look at those people and they exhaust me. Jesus, you teach during the week, you teach at night, and you want to do it on the weekends? You want to listen to Tip the cap. There's a reason why you're a successful teacher. You don't want to get up on Saturday morning and do a podcast? No. I did that podcast with Caliendo, and both of us were like, geez, the drive. I know. It's an awful <laughs> lot. And then Zoom happened, and we were happy, and that's how I knew. I like this. But if it ended, I'd be okay with watching you know, air disasters on Smithsonian, and that would fill the time equally. Uh, this guy emails and said, hey, Holmberg, I listened this morning to that guy who emailed you and called you a liberal Jew and a stern wannabe. I have to ask, don't you hate being called that? Which part? Yes, I do. I hate being called the liberal Jew. Biden-loving Jew. Oh, that's right. That guy didn't include that part. I was a Biden-liberal uh, Piece of ass. No, piece of ass. You know. But the stern wannabe. So don't you hate being called the stern wannabe? I think you're a totally different person. You're funny, and he's funny. You do interviews well, and he's great at them. So how is this supposed to be a cut down to you? I don't think it is. Call me that all day long. I don't care. I think he's great at what he's done and accomplished. I don't think he's good anymore. If something happened to him, I haven't listened for years, but it seems kind of off. But, yeah, I don't think that's a – people who throw that at me, I'm like, okay. If that's what you think. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah, I guess. He just compared me to, like, you know, the guy who's the best who's ever done it. If I'm trying to be like that, is that a dumb thing to try to emulate some of the stuff he's done? No, I don't copy him. I think I do totally different stuff.
But you know what we should do? We should just embrace it for the people that think this is just a stern wannabe thing. And we'll change Brady's name to Red Robin and uh, <laughs> Toledo can be Baba Bastard and we'll just move on with that. Right, you can be Beetlejuice. <laughs> Brettlejuice. Brettlejuice. <laughs> Brettlejuice. I, I need to tell you something, Red Robin. Listen, look, Red Robin. Oh, I, 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 where's Baba Bastard? Where's Baba Bastard? <laughs> look, Red Robin. I was masturbating last night. Let me tell you about this. Let me talk to you. In other words, I had my pants off. <laughs> yeah, Baba Bastard's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, if that, that would be a stern wannabe show. Hey, now. <laughs> At sporting events. Bubba yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Every time. Brooks Kepka tees off. Don't Bubba think we're not going to do that at uh, oh, the you Phoenix Fest Open. If you oh, guys yeah. do that at Phoenix Open and send <laughs> yeah. us tapes saying Bubba Bastard, I'll very happily be the stern wannabe show. And Barrett Jackson's this week, oh. too. We'll do that. Bubba Bastard. Yeah, that's for you, Toledo. They got you. <laughs> Bubba Bastard. Is- <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Red Robin. Yeah, that's. I mean, if we had, yeah, yeah. Let's now let's talk about Red Robin. The news. Let me tell you something about Red Robin. Look, Baba Bastard, get get out of the room. You drive me nuts. Brettlejuice. Brettlejuice is here. We'll talk to Brettlejuice in a little while. Brady, we gotta we gotta focus on what's going on. You're right here on the Howard Stern wannabe show. Brettlejuice will be there, and 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 Red Robin is here. She can do the news. I don't know where he is. Where's Where's Baba Bastard? He's always He's always doing something else. Yeah, I like the idea that maybe we should do that for a month. Just the they call me Howard Stern wannabe and we'll do it. And now here's Red Robin with the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some people like Stern, some people don't. I've, I I used to like him a ton, and then kind of fell off, and then I don't know what he's up to now. I haven't listened for years, but eh, if you want to call me that, call me that. That's I'm confident in what we've done being different enough, but I do like Red Robin, Baba Bastard, and Brettle Juice. <laughs> I think I could live with that. And I do kind of have a similar tone. Yeah. Because he sounds like Alan Alda. I also sound a little like Alan Alda. That's why it's so easy to do Alan Alda. And then, because it is pretty much this, it's a two-for impression. I'm going to be in the showers watching Margaret. And then he's, you know, a little bit slower. And that. Anyway, thank you for the compliment. No, it doesn't bother me. Brett, would it bother you if you drove, uh, you know, a knockoff Ferrari that you built at home? A kit car? It's just a fake Ferrari. No, not at all. People think it's a Ferrari. Like you've confused them. So thank you. When you call me that, I'm not too worried about it. Now, if you called me a knockoff Pratt show, I'd hang myself. I'd hang myself, (laughs) Red Robin. I'd be be dangling from a rafter right now, Red Robin. (laughs) I promise you. And then I, this isn't, don't email this. This wasn't meant to be a Stern bash. It says the difference between you and Stern is you're genuinely funny and Stern surrounds himself with funny people and he isn't himself funny. It, it, it doesn't matter. He's wildly successful. We'll have the, look, one of the, every weekend now on, the, on Friday in the squares, we'll have the Stern wannabe square. <laughs> and we'll bring in uh, High Pitch Larry. <laughs> Brattle Juice. <laughs> It's silly. That's I consider it a compliment. So call me that all day long. Now, where I got upset was the Biden loving liberal Jew crack. Now that I didn't understand. 
It's the Biden-loving part. The Biden-loving part made me like, well, this guy clearly doesn't know me. And, and, and again, because the world doesn't know nuance at all, because I don't like Biden, doesn't mean I'm a super Trump fan. And then that pisses people off, and they're like, well, you just pick a side, side, pick a side. Like, you, you can't categorize. That's a tough side to pick. You can't categorize somebody that says, yeah, I probably lean more towards the Trump way, but I just can't tolerate when he goes off the rails. Sometimes I think when he goes off the rails, it's dead center onto the bullseye. And then he, it, like the guy who emailed me and had a decent point until he called me a Biden-loving <laughs> liberal Jew, Jew piece of I mean, that was when it was like, well, dude, you just, you'd lost, you'd, you wouldn't shut up when you were winning. I got to tell you, being a, being a Biden-loving liberal Jew wannabe Howard Stern piece of it's not so bad. <laughs> anyway. I digress. So call me whatever you want. I'm fine. But just don't call me late for dinner. All right. Thank you, Red Robin. Thank you, Red Robin. Yum. Uh, Anyway, uh, we've got tool tickets to give away, don't we? Sure. Sold out tool. We've got tickets to go see tool, and uh, we're going to do a little rainy day easy stuff. We're not going to make you drive and call us. When the roads are like this, you guys, the first thing I saw this morning was a car facing the wrong way on the 51. It wasn't moving, which is good, but it was definitely not facing the direct direction it should be, which was north. And it was pointing the other way. I saw the red lights on the wrong side of the road. And I'm like, okay, this is a bad day. So we're going to make it easy on you. We'll tell you how you can win tool tickets next. It's 98. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? 98. Holmberg's morning sickness. It's Van Halen there. It's Foo Foo Faster around, or is he still around? <laughs> what do we got? I like doing the fake Stern show. Uh, we were just going on. I was. We were going to do something else there, and then Toledo plugged Unchained in by Van Halen. We all just, I'm, I'm playing that. If, we were just saying how, well, how much attitude is in that song, that album, that band. And 43 years later, that still song man. still shows up in your speakers, and if it was a person, it would punch you. It's just, it's and like Brady said, but they're also dudes you'd want to hang out with. They were funny. You knew you were. It's Mexico back in the eighties. It's fun. Something terrible is probably going to happen, but I'm going. Yeah. There's beaches. There's beauty. There's something dark and weird hiding behind us. They, they were everything. That is so missing from all music now. And that's not old man speak. I think young people would admit there's not a lot of like attitude coming out of your speakers. Eminem was probably the last one. That's what you hear one. in the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a lot of times when yeah. they're talking about music. Attitude. Bring me the real like push. Eminem was probably the last one where I'm like, this dude's got it. Uh, he's got that thing where you want to hang out with him. You want to be around this. It's amazing stuff. And, and people that always say, oh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shouldn't have those. Yes, they should. Like it's an attitude, and man, you can taste it. It's been a while. Maybe there is somebody out there now that's kind of got. Corey Taylor, maybe. Corey Taylor hits and misses with it. He is one of those dudes, though. But does he appeal to, like, the, I guess it's. He's got the Stone Sour stuff for the chicks. Yeah, I guess they kind of have. He's got Slipknot for the dudes. Yeah. And he's actually a very cool guy. And he's very cool. He's very nice. He's so fun. And at first he wasn't. Right. And something happened. He's, Corey's awesome. Hanging out with him at that. That weird uh, souvenir store we went to together. Yeah. Like an hour and a half. I was the Steelers played earlier in the day. I rode my bike over to this thing to just kind of hang out with Corey. I didn't know what we were doing. The next thing you know, we're having a blast. And I'm like, this is fun. I'm looking at 
you know, toys with Corey Taylor. This isn't such a bad day. Yeah, so anyway, Van Halen Unchained. If you're if you're a fledgling rock fan and you know Van Halen, go back and listen. What are the other fair warning has uh, a mean street? And yeah, so this is love. Oh. One foot out the door. It, it and it's got its first real clunkers as a band are on that album to me. Yeah. Yeah. But the the hits are just all attitude. I miss the attitude of music. I think it's all so homogenized. So much like they did those, if you, you can YouTube them still, but the, the video for Unchained and So This Is Love was yeah. a live video and it just has the stack of Marshall oh. amps behind them. <laughs> I mean, it's probably sounded like it's garbage live. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know what ruined it to me? Uh, the, and it was something I love and wouldn't trade in. So I'll take that it ruined it because I like this better is uh, Apple, I, iTunes. iTunes made it so everything's a single yeah. and nothing is uh, nurtured. Like nothing shows up as a full. It's like, oh, that's a hit. Throw it out there one at a time. You don't look at like them going, you've got a hit. Let's get a few more under your belt and then really punch people with this. That, that's a great song. Making a decision Rick. on which single we release first. Yeah. And you got to hand it to Baba Bastard on that one. He, he really <laughs> popped it in there. We didn't expect it. And there it was right there. Uh, it's 9.05. So we were going to do something and this came in. We were literally just dancing. There's like a peanut special in here when that song came out. It was Pigpen. We're all doing our dance been a while since i've heard unchained uh, uh so let's give those tool tickets away it's raining i'm nervous for all of you we haven't had uh, a really thick morning rain two days in a, a little row little bit of fog long time kind of yeah. lifted yeah, not over camelback can't even see the mountain right now but it is getting a little better uh so the roads are slippery there's no reason to get you guys guessing and thinking and doing things so how about just we make it easy and ninth caller is going to get tickets to tool we can do that that's pretty sweet i believe it's february 9th 10th when is that both is it two? Oh, it yeah. is the ninth and the tenth. That's ninth is sold out. Weekend. Yeah. Ninth is sold out and tenth is uh, tickets are still available. But you're getting Man. tickets to the sold out show. Ninth and tenth over there at the Footprint Center, and we got the we got uh, waste management going that weekend. The Super Bowl going that weekend. Not here this year. But uh, man, it's going to be a hustle bustle down downtown. And if you want to go ninth caller right now, go see the amazing. Uh, what are they calling that thing? The Sus. Sus- no, no, Sus- this is just Tool. Oh, it's just that's tool. that's Maynard's thing when he comes back for his birthday. <laughs> We uh, was it Sasena or something like that? Sati or something Sati, like that. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, Brett's like, "What the hell does that even mean?" Sitting in here, and I'm like, uh, "I think it's something meaning 60, but I didn't know the language like Portuguese or something like that. Looked it up, Suseta, I believe. Yeah, I think so. It's Italian for sixty. I don't speak it. <laughs> I don't speak it. Learn. I don't know that. Ain't who's counting to sixty? What are you, 60? Rosetta Stone? Now, what is this? <laughs> It's all right, Brettle Juice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to stop doing this for a while. I think I enjoy the show more as another guy. In other words, I don't like myself, but being another guy, that actually works out. Being another guy who also doesn't like himself. <laughs> now being a stern wannabe makes sense. You can call me that. I get it. Our phones are dumping people. I know. It's going to crush. So there you go. 585-9800. We're going to give you tickets to the sold-out tool show. This is a gangbusters ticket right here. And to get it this easy is rare. We're not uh, We're not going to make But you guys have enough to think about this morning on the roads. So hop on it right now. 585-9800. Night caller, you're going to tool. It's out of control now.